In Acts chapter 7, Stephen, an early disciple of Jesus there in the city of Jerusalem, has just given a very compelling speech before the leading council of the Jewish people. And while his points were eloquently made, while his points were compelling and powerful, while everything he said was true, they reacted very poorly. In Acts chapter 7, beginning with verse 54, we read, Now when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Everything Stephen said was true. Everything he said in his speech leading up to this was true. When Stephen said that he saw Jesus, the Son of Man, a human like us in every way, yet without sin, at God's right hand, it was true. Because while that Jewish council had likely just months earlier caused Jesus to be crucified, God's Holy Spirit had caused Jesus to rise from the dead on the third day. Jesus had ascended back into heaven and had instructed his apostles to go and make disciples from all nations of whom Stephen was one of them. And Stephen was a good one of them. If you go back to Acts chapter 6, you see here was a man with a great reputation. He was wise. He was full of God's Holy Spirit. Having repented of his sins and been baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of his sins, he'd received the gift of God's Holy Spirit. Having had the apostles laid hands on him and trusting him with responsibility for some of the most vulnerable members of their church family as he was dedicated to serving the Greek widows as he worked in a powerful way there in the city of Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit clearly evident in the things that he was doing and in the things that he was saying as he taught with a clarity and a boldness that nobody could argue with him. Yet, despite all of that being going for Stephen, despite the fact that even as he stood before this council, speaking before them with boldness, knowing that he was being accused of the same things that they had used as accusations against Jesus to engineer his execution, even though he knew that those religious leaders had never repented for what they had done against Jesus, that they still thought they were right. He spoke so boldly, so clearly. He said things that were so true. Even as he looked up and saw the Son of Man at the right hand, not only was he describing what he saw, but what he saw fulfilled ancient scripture, fulfilled something that the prophet Daniel had written about 600 years earlier in the Old Testament book bearing his name from Daniel chapter 7. Yet even though all of that was going for them, these people 
These people who supposedly knew scripture better than anybody. These people who supposedly were responsible for the welfare of God's people, the Jewish nation, that were supposed to be leading them and guiding them, readying them for the coming of that king that God had long promised. They were the ones that were fighting against Stephen the most. He was an exceptional follower of Jesus. He cared about people. He was compassionate and trustworthy. He was full of God's Holy Spirit. Yet some of the people who should have been the first to recognize the truth of what he said, some of the people who should have been cheering him on for the good that God was doing through him, they were the ones fighting against him the most. They were the ones that killed him. When faced with situations like that, or as is often the case for us, so much less than that, but situations where we're genuinely trying to do the right thing, where we're trying to follow the example of Jesus, where we're trying to do what's helpful for other people, yet the people that should be the ones most appreciative of our efforts, the people that should be the ones encouraging us the most are the ones that are fighting against us with the greatest ferocity. They're the ones that are hurting us, wounding us deepest. What should we do? Oftentimes it's tempting to give up, that if we're trying so hard to do the right thing, but the people that should appreciate it not only don't, but they despise you for it. It can be so discouraging. But what did Stephen do? Well, Stephen was full of God's Holy Spirit. So Stephen focused on God's presence with him. He focused on pleasing God above all else. And instead of giving up, we find Stephen looking. And that's our challenge, too. Sometimes, even though you're going to try to do the right thing, there's going to be people, even people who should know better, even people whose opinion you respect and care about, that aren't going to see it that way. They might even attack you for it. But instead of drawing your sense of purpose, instead of trying to decide if what you're doing is right or wrong based on how other people react, if instead you look up. Look up to Jesus. Look to his example of how he handled situations like that. Look to his will and what it is he wants to accomplish. And he'll be with you. And even though people will say and do things that hurt terribly, even though some followers of Jesus might have to lay down their lives to do what he says, none of it will be wasted. God will be with us in a powerful way and he will bring us through so that even though we are mistreated, he is glorified and we're rewarded. We're given strength and peace. We're comforted. We're drawn closer to him. Now in the moment as we struggle and forever when our lives here are done and we step into it.